Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome everyone. I hope you're well. I'm your host, Ben Lively, and you're listening to Shaken Awake, episode number 41. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in wherever you are and whatever you're doing right this very moment. Uh, If you're a friend on Facebook or a member of Shaken Awake uh, Facebook group or, or the Men Who Follow Christ Facebook group, you'll remember me putting out a challenge uh, last Monday for $100, either to you, your church, or any organization or charity of your choosing. And if your email was randomly selected for giving me what my life's motto was as stated on the last episode. Uh, So if you had no idea, get connected with me in the group on Facebook and be in the know. And I randomly selected a winner and I'll read you their response first, then call them out. Uh, If it's you, please connect with me and let me know how I can get that money out to you. Uh, Their response was correct, and it was, quote unquote, Ben, your motto is, it's not what you know, it's what you do with what you know that matters. And if I am picked, I will use the card to help youth in Fort Wayne, uh, Indiana, that are in need during this Christmas season. God bless you, brother, James uh, C. I'll, I'll admit the last name for privacy reasons, but congratulations, James. And I am so happy and humbled that uh, you won and, and you choose to uh, use your winnings to uh, to benefit those that are in need, especially at this time of year and especially the youth. Way to go and God bless you, uh, James. And as always, I promise you another great show Uh, But more than anything, my hope for you today and always is that you have an actual encounter with the Lord. He's always right there beside you. And if you find any value in, in these episodes, the greatest thank you of all is to pass the word to at least one person you know to help spread the show to others that you feel could and uh, and would benefit So without further delay, let's get ready to invite God in with us right here, right now, and allow him to speak directly to your hearts and minds. So today's topic is persecution is at our doorstep. Are you prepared? Now, quick disclaimer, if you have kids with you at this time, you may want to wait to listen uh, to the show when they're not around. Some of my thoughts put into words will be a little bit too, uh, too graphic. Uh, for their ears for the show. I just wanted to give that gentle warning and uh, and disclaimer now. So in episode number 38 of Shaken Awake, and if you haven't listened to it yet, give it a listen right after this one. But if you did and you can recall, I made mention of denying Christ. So here's a little snippet of what I said during that episode that I'd like to use to set the framework for today's show. I had said, um, and, and oftentimes there's meaning in what isn't said in the Bible just as much as what is said in the Bible. And here's one of an infinite number of examples. You can and will never know everything in the Bible. Uh, so here's my best example. So we, we took 2 Timothy 2.12, which says, if we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, we Uh, He also will deny us. It does not say, 
if we never talk about him or express who he is or what he's done in our lives or how he saves or what's needed in order to come to him and receive the free gift of uh, salvation through Jesus Christ, our Lord, it clearly says if we deny him, he'll deny us before his father. But isn't omitting the truth the same as lying? So to put that into context, uh, context, Say I stole something, and the police lined me up with three of my friends that were with me, and asked which of us, uh, you know, which one of us stole the item. And I don't say anything; I just say nothing. Am I not denying that I stole the bike? Of course I am, and I believe we'd all agree on that. So we'll come back to that in a few uh, minutes to bring in the uh, you know back to light for today's message. So remember that example. Um, so for those of us that face persecution now, we do not have to wait until the end. As we face this daily now, here are a few verses uh, that I wanted to show that the, the Lord already knew that his true and faithful followers would receive just by being his children. Uh, John 15, 18 to 19, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you're not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, Therefore, the world hates you. 2 Timothy 3.12. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Jesus Christ will be persecuted. Matthew 10.22. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Luke 6.22. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and revel you and spurn your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. 1 John 3.13, do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. And lastly, James 1-12, through 12, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Now, there's many more verses. I just picked those six. Um, so let me set, set the stage as far as persecution uh, is at our doorstep, as at our doorstep, how that goes. Let's check out a few verses and compare what Jesus said we would expect to see as the signs of the end times to what we're seeing today, more so than ever in history and at a growing and, uh, and an increasingly rapid pace at that. Okay, so 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5. But understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Matthew 24, 11, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. Uh, Matthew 24, 21 to 22, for then there will be great tribulation, such has not been from the beginning of the world until now. No, and never will be. And if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Luke 21, 36, but stay awake at all times, praying that you may have enough strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. And lastly, 2 Peter 3, 3 to 4, uh, knowing this, first of all, that scoffers will come in the last day, 
check this out, with scoffing, following their own sinful desires. And they will say, I hear this almost every day, they will say, where's the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. They're saying there's nothing different about this generation than previous generations that said uh, everything you're saying now, right? I mean, I'm sure most of you can attest to hearing that, even from some pro uh, professing and uh, uh, proclaiming Christians. So let's see what the Bible says about what you and I and the world will face at the end which again, we see by the growing evidence all around us, which is right at our doorstep now in these last days. Okay, I've got a few verses and then we're gonna tackle it. Uh, Revelations 13, 17, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, that is the name of the beast or the number of its name. Revelations 14, nine to 11, and another angel, a third, followed them saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast and its image, and receives a mark on his forehead or his hand, he will also drink the wine of God's wrath, poured full strength into the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night. These worshipers of the beast and its image and whoever receives the mark of its name. Lastly, Revelations 14, 11, and the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night. These worshipers of the beast and its image and whoever receives the mark of, the, uh, of its name. So now that we've established what the word says about persecution, you know, the signs of the end and the, and the choices that we'll all face soon. Let's break these down uh, so that we're prepared for what's next. Yes, there is more to come. Okay. Matthew 24, 21 to 22 states, for then there will be great tribulation such as such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now. No, and never will be. And if those days, listen to this, if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short, which proves just as I did in an earlier episode about the false doctrine of a pre-tribulation rapture, you and I, if we're alive, will be facing this before the rapture takes place. God's very word states this. So here's that small rock I want to place in your uh, spiritual shoe today on each one of these areas and to provide what I was given as conviction by God and the Holy Spirit on all three. So let's start with my example I provided at the beginning of the show today. What are we doing today while we're still quote unquote free to openly worship, praise and, and preach and discuss the gospel? What are you doing? You know, granted, we're in a time and a space that God's provided the United States that unfortunately is not identical to what China, uh, Australia, the, the newly disrupted Afghanistan people, and many other countries are facing. Guys, they are facing true per, uh, persecution right now. Uh, death, imprisonment, torture, mandatory lockdown, segregation, if they're lucky to have that as their punishment. They're in hiding. They're doing everything underground. They're risking the lives of themselves and all their family members to share and spread the gospel. And this isn't some future thought. This is happening as you're listening to this uh, show. These aren't some third world countries 
These are countries that are in direct competition with the U.S. Let's talk about the United States for a moment, shall we? Right now, as I'm speaking, people are losing or quitting their only forms of income and ways to live and eat by rejecting the vaccine. But on the flip side of that, many are giving up and giving in and succumbing to taking the vaccine so they don't lose their rights. Guys, I'm talking about jobs, vaccine passports to enter restaurants, to fly with an airline. And this is the land of the free? This is only, and I repeat and repeat loudly, only the beginning. We're not even talking about the mark of the beast yet. Many say this is the prelude uh, to it, and I couldn't agree anymore. But if they're willing to enable and actually do this now, and it's over a simple vaccine, what do you think the world's superpowers and authorities are going to do over the direct command of the Antichrist and his mark of the beast? We're not just talking about losing our complete freedoms and sovereignty and rights and privileges. We're talking about losing our lives voluntarily. So let's take a look for a moment at my beginning statement. What are we, you and I, doing right now in the face of a seemingly open and free country? Just to worship, praise, spread the good news, and live a life for Christ and not our own. Are we already denying him? By our inaction, indecisiveness, uh, mixed up priorities, life lived for self, but not all for him. What happens then when you and I are forced to give up our right to be a Christian and call out to God in public? And worse yet, when we're forced to take a simple mark that everyone's getting. And if we do, we're safe on earth. But our fate is sealed to hell for eternity. Or are you ready today to say, I will not give up and worship and denounce my faith. Take me away? And one by one, your family's given the same option. Some will be led away and some will take the mark. It's inevitable. It's already been prophesied. God cannot lie. This will happen. Just as the other signs are happening daily right now, so will this ultimate sign. And if you're not prepared today to live and give everything you have up for Christ and Christ alone, are you sure are you sure you're ready to give up your life for him? So if they take you, which I'm almost positive they will, this is the devil's schemes, and provide you a, let's, let's call it a last chance to renounce your faith and take the mark in life, and uh, you can go back to normal. Or perhaps your alternate is to walk into a building that you see thousands being led into but not coming out of. Or perhaps you're witnessing gruesome, uh, gruesome beheadings right in front of your face. Or perhaps you're seeing people by the thousands being pushed off cliffs to the rocks below. Perhaps you're seeing groups of people set on fire inside of large compounds and get to hear their screams as they burn alive. Or perhaps there's an oversized grinder that, that people are hogtied and conveyor belted and dropped into alive, pulverizing them to bits. Are you prepared to see and hear and smell that take place while you're standing there being asked to make a decision? Most Christians say they're ready and willing, but it's easier to say when you're on your couch in complete freedom and not actually staring your certain death in the face. An easy witness test to first start at where you're at with your faith and walk with the Lord today while you're quote unquote free. Are you proud of how you're living for God right now? Are you proud and excited to proclaim his mighty name? Are your works, if any, as a result of your faith, or are they just works to earn or just as bad, no works to show your truth faith at all? And I'm not implying, I'm asking. If the shoe fits, 
kick it off. First Timothy 4, uh, 4.1 says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in later times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teaching of demons. So here we see that some of us will depart the faith. There you go again. For anyone that still holds on to the once saved, always saved false doctrine. And you notice that so-called believers and follow, followers who, by the way, truly believe they're followers and true followers are not are, are not true believers and true followers, that they depart the faith entirely and choose hell over heaven, the darkness over the light, Satan over God. Why? Because they were swayed by deceiving spirits and false teachings. Do you not think that's already happening now along with all the other evil that's going on in this world? Do you not believe that these deceitful spirits and teaching of demons are not believable and convincing? There are teachers today that are sheep on the outside and ravenous wolves on the inside. But I'd have, I would have never known that myself unless God and the Holy Spirit gave me that wisdom and discernment through the dwelling of God's word and their ability to take the scales off my eyes and heart. In fact, and I'm not naming specific names at all, I'm actually going to save that for a future episode. Some of these false teachers, God actually used to help bring me closer to him and his word, where his word showed me that they were false teachers and wolves to begin with. That's another thing I learned in the Bible, that God has created evil people to carry out his work. Can you believe that? No? Okay, Okay. here it is. Proverbs 16, 4. The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. I'll give you one more. Isaiah 45, 6 to 7. So that all may know from where the sun rises to where it sets that there is none but me. I am the Lord and there is no other. I form the light and create the darkness. I bring prosperity and create calamity. I, the Lord, do all these things. Matthew 17, uh, 7, 14 says, For the, ga the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Here it is again for those of you that are glued only to the King James Version. You'll see it's identical in meaning. Same, same uh, verse, Matthew 7, 14, King James. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. This isn't figurative. This is literal. And as the end gets closer, this becomes more and more and more and more serious and real. If you're not prepared right now, today, how are you going to be prepared for what tomorrow is going to bring according to Christ Jesus? So in closing, my, my statement is this. You know, I've said this repeatedly and no doubt it's warranted to say again today. Don't listen and learn from me on what the Bible speaks on. Go to God's word for that. If you're not in the word and of the word and embedded in the word daily, do that today. That is the greatest first and last step into getting a deeper and more faithful relationship with the Father. He'll speak to you directly through it. And the Holy Spirit will help you understand it and be convicted where need be, as well as what direction you should take. Not some podcast. You know, I'm here 
to, to throw the rock in your shoe. And my hope with that is you'll hobble over to the bench where to the perfect and infallible word of God is, remove the rock and begin reading and gaining wisdom from God above. It's the only way to stay the course, run the race that's set before you and know how to become one of the few that inherit the kingdom, not the majority who will be cast into hell and be shocked when they are. Get prepared for today first, then for tomorrow second. Your eternal resting place and what needs to happen to invest in that place should become every day's priority for the remainder of your lifetime for what is more important. So my final question to you is this. Persecution is at our doorstep. Are you prepared? Are you prepared the way God wants and asks you to be prepared? Do you know how to be prepared and what it takes to become and remain prepared? If not, the next thing you do today should be to seek God on this and get into his word immediately. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. So before we end today's show, I just wanted to thank you all again for tuning in, and I hope you were touched by today's message in scripture. I'd like to ask you a favor only if you received any value out of today's show. Would you tell at least one person you know, just call them, text them, email them, talk to them, tell them to give the show a listen, and you can check out the show at shaken-awake.com. You can email me at ben at shaken-awake.com or text or call me directly for any reason at 407-493-3208. Again, that's 407-493-3208. If you have any ideas for the show, let me know if you have uh, if you know anyone that's had an incredible testimony of coming to the Lord and you think they'd be a great guest of the show, please connect with me. I'd love to hear more. So next week... Tune in next Sunday or whenever you're able as we dive into another important topic of today, which is, is this life all God has for me? Next week's episode is another powerful and do not miss episode. Thank you all for joining. And until next week, take great care of yourself and each other. And God bless you all. 